0: Thank you, Lauren, for
1: this yeah. wonderful day that we had today. It was just a perfect morning, afternoon, and evening uh, that we're blessed with in wonderful Laguna Beach, and we get to be a part of it we're, by choice. We live in this wonderful area with a, a very interesting, unusual people to uh, for neighbors and people to associate with and uh, we're blessed to have this wonderful little church to come to and hear things we normally wouldn't hear in any other church Mm -hmm. and explore things we wouldn't explore in any other church uh, thanks to the folks that uh, participate here and uh, really have questioning minds and are interested in your word so we come here for your word and to be blessed in it every day as we can Amen. Amen. Amen All right. Um, so
2: did anybody see my title for my email? Yes. Email? My email that I sent out. Are you guys getting my email? You guys should. Dale, you get it today? No. You should get it, and you should be getting. I it. only look at you it. You guys every should Anyway, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just um, I put you on today, so hopefully you get you got it. You can look when you. No. I no. Unless I have your wrong email. Anyway. I'll make sure. Let's check out the uh, Okay, so um, what did I say in the email? Anybody remember? Back to the future. Back to the future. Very, very good. Okay. Um, so in the last couple weeks, I've sort of been alluding to, um, I guess you could use the metaphor of a Tesla car. Okay, I've never driven a Tesla, so I can't really relate to this but I was just recalling with my sister that um, her first time that she ever was in a Tesla um, was up in the Bay Area, and she was working for a CEO up, uh, up there. And the guy got a Tesla and said, you know, hey, I've t- never been for a ride. I'll take you for a ride. And so they went to the parking lot, and it was just in the parking lot. <laughs> um, and she said when he put on the gas... I mean, it's like zero Probably to an sixteen. Yeah. Guys, oh, no gas. gas. Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> Thank you.
2: When he put his <laughs> met feet to the met, what's it called? Accelerator. Yeah. <laughs> <The> accelerator. <laughs> yeah. Um. It. I don't know if you guys have ever been in one. I again, I have not. But it's like you just go boom. It's like that G force, of, you know. Um. And she said it just scared the living daylights out of her because I mean you go to zero to sixteen something like three six three seconds. I mean it's just you know, really, really takes off fast. Um, so I was using that as sort of a teaser a little bit in the last couple of weeks that we're going to do that in Isaiah, and um, we're going to, we're going to do that tonight some, and you'll I'll I won't say much more because we're going to, as to where we're going to go and and stuff, but. Um, t- Sort of, sort of picture using that metaphor of getting a Tesla. What I want to do first is sort of get in the car, okay? Sort of remember where we, where we've been in Isaiah, um, a couple key passages we've been looking at to sort of prepare us to, to propel us, okay, to where we're going to go tonight. All right. So, what would be the first passage of the thing of the passages that we have just like? been reminded of over and over and over again, what would be the first one that you guys would think about that would come to mind? Isaiah 6, 9. All right. Very good. So why don't we turn there? It's been a while since we've been there. Are you a
3: plant?
2: So for those of you who are, <laughs> yes, yeah, so for those of you who haven't been here um, at the beginning of all this, pretty much every, we are on, what are we on? Um, Hey Jason. So we're on week 22. So we've been 22 weeks in Isaiah so far.
4: (laughs) Um, We're only on Isaiah 13.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's why we're going to take a Tesla ride today. Um, But uh, we have looked at Isaiah chapter 6 and particularly verses 9 through 10. From the very, very beginning when we opened up and started looking at Isaiah, and we would be reading that, for those of you who weren't here, we would be reading that every time we met. We would read Isaiah 6, 9 through 10. It would also be a verse I would still really encourage you to memorize. Um, And so for those of you who were here or anybody else, what, um, so we're looking at Isaiah 6, 9 through 10, which is on page... forty-eight page 40, nice biblical number, 40, 40 days, (laughs) Um, never noticed that before, so let me go ahead and just, let me read from Isaiah, again Isaiah 6, he gets the vision from the Lord, where he actually is like in the Lord's presence, like he was at the temple, actually encounters um, Yahweh. Not face-to-face, but pretty much face-to-face, as close as you can get. Um, and then he is commissioned in a verse 8 where it says, I heard, of, heard the voice of the Lord saying, this is Isaiah hearing the Lord telling him, Whom shall I send and who will go f- for us? And then Isaiah responds, Here I am, send to me. And the Lord said, Go and say to this people, so this is really, in a sense, Isaiah 6 is like the real opening of Isaiah.
4: Why isn't he capitalized that?
2: Well, okay, good question. So one thing to remember is that in this is written in what language?
4: Hebrew.
2: Hebrew. In Hebrew, there's no such thing as capitalizations. Oh, mm-hmm. There's no such thing as punctuation. Um, and so some translators will will choose to capitalize he, some will not. It well, okay. brings more
4: meaning, I think, if it were
2: capitalized. Yeah, and some people, there's just, it's a convention, okay? And so here, obviously he would be capitalized in how we would think about it, because it's referring to Yahweh, referring to the Lord. And so he says to Isaiah, go and say to those people, and the very first thing, the very first thing he says to the people is, keep on hearing but do not understand, keep unseen, but do not perceive, make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy, and blind their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. That passage right there becomes key, not just to Isaiah, but it's key to pretty much all of the Bible is key to Jesus. He uses this over and over again in all Gospels um, in a very key place within his ministry. Uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul, Acts closes, the book of Acts closes with this passage, Isaiah 6, 9 through 10. So it's not just something that was for the time of Isaiah. It's something for the time all the way through Christ. And really, it's a time for us today. Okay. So does anybody remember, I mean, what is so important about this passage?
5: Hearing and understanding.
2: Okay, hearing and understanding. And what about hearing and understanding?
5: With your heart.
6: With
2: your heart, okay, good.
6: It defines the people, it defines God, it defines
5: the people with God. Okay, all right. Also turning. Yeah, very good. That's huge, yeah.
2: Why were the pe- why was this, this is it's sort of an ironic statement, it's like God is saying, declare this upon the people, well the people already were this, so he's sort of saying, you people are already, in essence, blind and deaf, okay, and you have no ability to hear me anymore. Um, what was it that caused the people to become this way?
5: I
7: Idolatry.
2: Pride, idolatry. Very, very good. So, idolatry was one of the reasons why idolatry? Because you become like the idol. Okay. Anybody remember the psalm for that? Jeff talked about it in some of his sermons. Anybody remember the psalm where it actually says that you become what you worship?
1: worship.
7: Mm -hmm.
2: What psalm was that?
1: the Creator. Right. What
2: psalm was that? Yeah, what Psalm is that? It's like 9, I think
1: it's
2: 115. 115. I think. Psalm 115, am I right? 115.
7: I think it is. Um, uh, <laughs> so those who worship <laughs> them become like them? Yeah. Is that it? Is that Psalm 115?
0: Yeah. Am I right? No, okay. First 8. First eight. Greg. 115.8. Yeah, 115.8.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so it's the whole, we talked a lot about this when we were in this, um, about making idols and how this happens. So in essence, they have the people, and again, this is referring to God's people. It's not referring to unbelievers. This is referring to God's people who have basically become deaf, can no longer hear God's word, and they've become that way because what they've ended up doing is worshiping what they created. And if I make an idol out of this, (laughs) okay, does it speak to me? Does any idol, has any idol ever spoken back? No. Okay. An idol can't see. An idol can't hear. An idol can't understand. And so the Lord's saying, you're going to become this idol to what I say and do. In other words, we become deaf and blind to what God's word says. All right, and this is the judgment that's put unto Israel. This is the judgment that even Christ says. Okay, and Paul talks about this with the church. All right. So, uh, anybody else? Anything else we remember about this? Oh, yeah. No, 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 but, just,
5: if it's okay, I wanted to yeah. say I really blew it last week when I was talking to. Oh yeah, you want you can go to that. do this. that, the king was it? A, it was a Hazuri we were talking about. Is that correct? I think so. And he was the one that really. Oh, Ahaz. Ahaz. Yep. Ahaz. Ahaz. Yeah. And so um, I thought it was him that did that story about oh, he he, uh, offered northern Israel, like the warriors, uh, like a hundred talents of silver to come and fight for them to go do this battle. And the man of God came to him and said, you know, hey, don't do that you can go on your own. The Lord is not happy with northern Israel. Right? He goes, well, what about all that silver? And you, the man of God says, God can replace that, no problem. Go in and conquer. So he goes and he conquers, and he, you know, they take all the booty, and they just kill it, right? But then he, he brings back all their gods and their idols. Well, that wasn't as it was uh, Uzziah's father. Hmm. The one before you, right? Okay, gotcha. So anyway, so sorry about that. Uh, But my the common theme I've been reading Second Chronicles with my wife. Yeah, that's good. The common theme is pride. It's Mm -hmm. it's like oh, it's arrogance. This man's arrogance, nothing right. Right. Whole whole deal. Boy, it's just like you have success. Like even Hezekiah has, you know, is a great king, and then he lets those guys in. He's kind of like. Look at what I've won. Look at my, you know. Yeah. And uh, like even the good ones, except for Jotham, he was the only one where it doesn't say. But then. I think Christ Jehoshaphat was, oh, too. Who? I think who?
2: Jehoshaphat. I you think might he was lie. really good too. Yeah. 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 Because he—that's Second like Chronicles twenty, where he he does that whole thing with calling the people to put right. their faith in the Lord. And,
5: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's a few. Um, okay, anybody else? So Isaiah
1: 6, 9 through 10, anything else we remember? Um, They're becoming blind to the ways of God. Yeah, okay.
2: Which is really well, scary when you think about it. Yes, it's like, again, he's talking to the people who are actually worshippers worshipers of Yahweh. And it's sort of like talking about us with Christ and thinking like, can we become so blind that we... Don't really, we think we hear God. <laughs> yeah. We think we understand Him, but we don't. And our hearts become, you know, I think there's a, what's the word? There's a word. Um, our hearts, yeah, become ha- our ears heavy, our hearts heavy. Um, but, like you said, the key in that passage is how do you change that? Yeah. You turn and be healed. Yeah. All right. Um,
6: so. so, how do you uh, the, turn and be healed? Lest they see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart. Right. Is. So, the last thing he says, and turn and be healed. Right. So, <laughs> the thing that was important to me in that is these are action steps that need to be taken by the people prior to turning and being healed. And those things allow the turning and healing to occur. So, the question in my mind is, are we already deaf, dumb, blind, not understanding all those things, right. but we think we are? Yeah. At what depth <coughs> is, are we called to see? What depth are we, are right. we called to hear?
5: Yeah. Right? right? And understand. A, I think it's ever-changing as we grow.
6: Yeah, but uh, yes and no. That's the beautiful thing in reading this, right? <coughs> And going all the way back, there's that, on the spiritual end of the spectrum, right? It's very consistent. And, and Isaiah is cool because it's just the word of God. It's very consistent all the way through. The message doesn't change. What does change are the, the physical interactions. Right. How does God treat his people? Right? How is he schooling us? That changes. But in terms of our requirement... This is it, and this is it. Does that that change? No. And are we seeing the depth of that? I mean, when we read this, right, we're going, whoa, we are so far away from where we're supposed to be. Then we close up the book and get back to doing what is so far away from being where we're supposed to be, right? What is that level? Right? It's like going outside, right? I went for a stand-up panel today, and it, it was... Unbelievable. But every second of it, I was interacting with the Father. And it was such a different experience. I mean, completely different reality. Literally, turned upside down. This isn't cool. This isn't beautiful scenery. This isn't, oh, that's so neat. Look at the fish. Look at the the sea lion. Look at the dolphins. Look at all these wonderful, amazing things happening all around me. It was, you created this for us to enjoy together. And with my consciously understanding that, consciously interacting with that, that completely changes the reality of that experience. And and I had to I had to initiate that and put myself into that position to be able to have that interaction, to be able to have that understanding. And if I didn't, God's gone, Hey, I'm right here if you want to
1: oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. see it. Well, you had yeah. an advantage too. You were the only one on the water. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that no, it was That's, that's a your point.
6: Yeah. How is that possible? Exactly. Yeah. All the big bitching houses, not a soul <laughs> was on the water. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. All right. So,
8: Jeff, were you going to. Oh, well, I mean, I was thinking similarly, like the idea of blindness is, seems to be a revelation, right? Meaning everybody sees Jesus and recognizes him as a prophet, but can't see that he's the Messiah, right? It's like this you see but only so far You right. can't get beyond right right And I mean it's just interesting thinking about the connection of pride to that and then maybe the reverse of how humility mm-hmm.
7: opens our eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you saying it today, to, Jeff, or are you saying like in Jesus' day people recognize Jesus'
8: day, right? Yeah, like so, Jesus going, "Who people say that I am?" And everybody's like, everybody looks at you and thinks you're something special, right? You're a teacher, you're a prophet. Some say this, some say this. Yeah. And Peter goes, "You're the Messiah." And he goes, the "Spirit revealed that to you, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Like you didn't discuss." Which right there
2: that. gives you some answers to the question, "How do you right. turn and be healed?" Mm-hmm.
8: that like there's a maybe a humility or that the pride dulls that.
2: I mean you think again going back and you brought this up before Jason too just going back what is it that does this It is consistently that one of placing ourselves in a humble position to the Lord true humility which is I think expressed in Isaiah 6 Mm -hmm. it's expressed when Isaiah encounters God, and the response is what? I am a man Mm -hmm. of unclean lips among a people of unclean lips. Woe is me. (laughs) Woe is me, yeah. And so that response is the consistency that we always, we will not see and hear and understand if we're in a sense of pride, a sense of putting ourselves above and that's why this passage is so key throughout Scripture.
6: The whole yeah. the whole, pa- all of six, is a summary of beginning to end.
2: Yeah, it In is. Human,
5: our process. It is. It is. A- a- absolutely. All right. And I think so, the, yeah. the sneakiness of pride is, is what gets us all. It can be just, you know, an interaction with somebody and you get offended and you're, like, protecting yourself. You're like, where does that fit? Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe we don't. That's not what Christ did at all. Right. right? So it's like, we're called, and it, uh, that's when your eyes are dimmed and your ears get heavy as soon as that fright comes in. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, you were. I was just going to say, like, with David, you know, when he heard the story of, you know, when Nathan the prophet was yeah. describing
0: the sheep. And, he, <laughs> you know, it's wild that. He presented in a way where he was, you know, he's the king. Here he is. But we knew what was going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm, he he's did. with Nathan, and he's just interacting. He's like, okay, tell me what's going on here. And and in him, this anger had, had welled up as he heard the story. And then immediately, he was convicted. And I was just going to say a lot of times, you know, you know, the hardening of the heart, I think, you know, the storms, And and things that happen that the Lord allows, you know, woe is the person that when these storms happen, and like David, he fell on his face and was weeping that he had been found, you know, he had been carrying that. But, you know, there's people that maybe their tripwire on that is very light, they're very sensitive to, as they walk with the Lord in maturity, they don't need a big tripwire. And, in fact, maybe they're at a point where they want to run for, they don't want to have anything to do with sin as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And there's others that just so turn and turn and be healed, you know. Sometimes the Lord allows these scenarios in our lives where it's like, are we, you know, is there a sensitivity there? And when that's seared, you're in big trouble. Mm-hmm. But it's not just seared or not seared. It's where's your sensitivity at? And David, you know, pride, and then he was on his face. But he'd been carrying that guilt, and it was, as you see in the Psalms, it would it was absolutely killing him. Oh, right. He right. was depressed, you know. So yeah, turn yeah. to be good. ill, Just what is it going to take? And as we get older, we're probably like, look, I'm not going down many roads that, you uh, know, I don't want to go down those roads.
5: Yeah. And if you see like as we get older, it's it's or all about wisdom, finishing I strong. I think yeah. that's what the like. Mm-hmm. like. really yeah. impressing on me right now. It's like, look at these kings, like what, the end of their lives. Gets a hold of them. Yeah, yeah they can do
0: good the whole time, and then it, it's just like one little flip off, and there you are. Yeah, we like got to guard our hearts no matter what stage of the game we're in. Yeah, you know, because right. it's just our human nature is never gonna, you know, our flesh and all that. It's, well, and pride. you see the effect, and we say pride and arrogance think of ourselves doing this,
2: but you see the effect of that. David being the classic example. So, yeah, David repented. But what happened? Yeah. <laughs> the entire nation ended up you know, yeah. coming to yeah. pieces because of that. Yeah. So, yeah, it you see, we see those effects. You yeah. have talked about that. You were talking about that with, um, in your sermon the other day, two weeks ago, whatever. Um, what's his name? That you were really, oh, Robbie. yeah, Robbie, you know, so, I mean, we have these people that we follow and stuff too. And just, and I've been, you know, in two churches now, um, you know where the senior pastor fell and just seeing the rippling effects of that no matter whether they repented or whether they didn't it's right. just it's it's horrendous and so <laughs> yeah
4: yeah yeah um anybody else yes uh, what i'm thinking is ethics and virtue is the key to spirituality you you can't be one thing in the world and go home and be something else. Yeah, you know talk percent. about it today. Right. It can't happen.
2: Which is integrity in a sense. That's yeah, part that's of what part integrity of it, is, right? Yes. Yeah. But are so, are are you, are you the same we can all guys be here sitting here like this and then we can go home and yell at our
0: wives or something, exactly, right? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So walk on the line
4: is Sometimes it's hard because we're distracted
1: all the time. Yeah. And so as you pointed yeah. out so well with your mirrors, look at your face and say, who or what am I reflecting? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Right. And but but so, yeah, so the interesting thing is we're the mirror, right? Yeah. So when we put the mirror here, uh-huh. that reflection is going where? Out there. Yes, it is. I don't see myself in the mirror. No. Right? Mm-hmm. So the question is, what are others? That's why I don't think we can keep ourselves in check with pride and arrogance if we don't have others around us going to say, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, okay, and say, hey,
4: you know, just exactly
2: what you said. You know, we need our wives. We need our good friends. We need our ones who see us behind closed doors who can say, check, you know. Um, And it's... It's interesting because I remember even with the whole um, promise keepers movement and everything.
3: Oh wow.
2: You know, and you had you had um, you know, there's a whole lot I remember when I first became Christian, there's a whole lot of that, okay, guys need to be accountable to the guys and you know, if you're getting involved in ministry or doing anything too, you know, you want to make sure you have this group up with the guys. The the somewhat the irony of that can be I can be in a group of accountable guys and I can still be sinning. And it's whether I'm saying anything to them or not. So it comes down to ultimately you know, saying... It's called
4: hypocrisy.
2: Yeah. Am I, really, am I really willing to confess or I can just go on hiding and really good, you know? Jeff
4: keeps asking those three questions at the end of the sermon that points that out. Right,
2: yeah. Oh, looking at asking ourselves. Well, that's, I think, part of his... I don't know, I won't speak to him Part of the reason why you have those questions that focus on saying, "Okay, now we've done this. Let's look at ourselves first. You know, the yeah. you know, yeah. look, look at the speck in our eye before we look at the
6: yeah." What are do we, we doing when we're alone in the dark? World? Right.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Right.
6: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, okay. So the first passage has been sort of a controlling part of us walking through Isaiah it was definitely Isaiah six nine through ten, and I would say. Again, I would recommend all of you to memorize that verse. Um, it's just a good one to be constantly reminding ourselves. Like, it's a good one. Not too many people memorize that, but it's, a really, it's not hard to memorize. Um, but it's one to keep saying to ourselves, saying to others, to reminding ourselves, checking ourselves, you know, asking others and saying, like you just said, what are you seeing in the mirror?
1: <laughs>
2: you know. Um, are you seeing me look at myself all the time? That's <laughs> You know?
1: It's pretty shallow.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Pretty superficial.
2: So what is the other passage that we, we looked at quite a bit and we keep sort of coming back to um, as far as sort of a controlling passage through the things we're looking at with Isaiah?
3: One, a lot. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> I just peed.
7: Yeah. I agree. I okay. Chapter 1. Alright. Alright. But what else? What? Since then?
2: Past 6, 9 through 10. I have a good clue. Huh? You have to give us that clue. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter 9. 6, 9 ten. through 10. <laughs> um <laughs> Past that. <nine. laughs> Jason Knight look at me, so he has no idea what I just did. No, just <laughs> on the board. Yes, it's on the board. Yeah, it's on the board.
6: It's on the
2: board.
7: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <Thanks>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Exactly. You won't see it, you guys. Look at them, but you won't see it. You see, won't see it. We will not see
8: it. Yeah.
2: Okay.
4: Okay.
2: So what do you guys, for those of you who are here again... What was it about this passage? So this is 8, chapter 8. I think it's like 9 through something. Um, And it's when we laid it out like this in the structure where we got to see what was Isaiah really trying to point to here. Um, And it comes down again. We talked about pride and arrogance. All right. This passage, I think, sort of helps us fill out Isaiah 6, 9 through 10 because it tells us where can we be putting our focus and stuff, um, where can we be putting our trust, where can we be doing all that that's not going to, that's going to cause us to continue to be blind and deaf to the ways of God. So anybody remember, what did we see in this? And there's a lot up there, but anybody remember what were sort of the, some of the key points of this? Um, why it's structured this way? What, we were, what was the point that we we're trying to look at here?
5: to regard only the Lord. Okay. You know, holy heaven. And, and just that's why that was out there. That's exactly. A, that's,
2: that's so this, in this structure, this is what's called the middle of the chiasm. This is where, this is where the meaning, this is where everything is captured and said. Ultimately, for you to be ones who hear and see and understand the ways of God... All right. You need to be. You need to be right here. Okay. Which is you are to regard only. And remember, not only. Only means only. Like not a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but only the Lord of armies as holy. Only He should be feared. Only He should be held in awe. He will be a sanctuary. So in essence, what is the same? What, what's our stance with God? He's the only one we what? Fear. We what? Fear.
4: Fear. Okay.
2: But fear meaning respect. Yes. What, what other things could we say about this? He's the only one we what? Trust. Trust. Excellent. Okay. He's the only one we trust. What's helpful here is this is where we should be. But the surrounding verses help us to see how we get away from that, (laughs) all right? Um, So that's what's key about this structure is as we sort of move up, we see what is it that's going to, that keeps us from doing this. And so right up here, we see, do not call everything a conspiracy that these people say is a conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be terrified. And it sort of basically continues down here. But for the two houses of Israel, he will be a stone to stumble over. In other words, if we do this, we will be, he, he, being the Lord, will be one to stumble over and a rock to trip over, and a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Many will stumble over these. They will fall and be broken. They will be snared and captured. So if we put our focus somewhere else other than here, and put our trust somewhere other than here, this is a result. So sort of like, this is what we're doing. This is the consequence. Yep. All right? So what is this saying? What, what what does that mean like today? What did it mean back then as far
5: as how is this causing us to not do this? We, we get our focus on uh, things that are happening around us. And we get afraid and anxious. And yeah. we don't have that sanctuary anymore because we've lost our focus. Excellent. But the Lord is our focus. He is our sanctuary. And in the sanctuary, I don't think there's any anxiousness. Or
0: no. Correct. It's all peace. Right. right. Very good. Very good. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, I'd like to give an example of where I stood on that, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if it was the right thing really to do. And I had um, basically in Vietnam, mm-hmm. I was a carrier pilot, and sometimes 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning um, it's an airplane with one seat, so I'm the guy, and potentially up to the catapult. and um, the question is, I wonder if I'm going to die in that. There's only one way to find out. And so I was so should be scared. (laughs) Um, For so many reasons. And so what I found was when I pre-flighted the airplane, I would always stop and pretend that I was pre-flighting the Ray Dome, put my hand on the Ray Dome. And I would bow my head and say, Lord, unless you fly with me, you're not coming back.
3: Mm. Wow.
4: And so we flew with you every time. And, yeah, and so here right the now. thing is, is that <laughs> me as a person couldn't do it alone, and when I put my trust in Him, I was able to do it, mm-hmm. and it was no shit. And yeah, this was. Applies yeah, the everything in life. Yeah. yeah. How about just going to the grocery store? <laughs>
3: there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> really?
5: Oh, if, every time you you step out the door, every you time you get home, morning. every breath you take. Exactly. You you don't don't have have a shower, take a shower. Take a shower. slip and slide in the
6: shower. Okay. Right. Be <laughs> you know,
5: well, every, which every is sort is of
2: interesting, end. you know. I guess when to us Eric's saying, true. you know, you think about that's part of our problem with her, us today we're gonna you know we're gonna beach, right?
1: Yeah.
2: I mean you're right, it can happen anywhere, right, anytime. But when you know you have that threat, literally, I'm taking it off and life is eminent within the next couple hours or something, yeah. You <laughs> if we if we had that sense all the time, which is the reality that we're always completely relying on God, then then we would be here. But right, we get the minute. We get a little comfortable. We kept. We think oh, we got this handle. We get up to here, and we start focusing on these things. And then, and then it's like if you, I was think that's a good, a really good. I appreciate sharing that because I think like you with the, you know, if you've taken off or flying something, what's going to happen if you don't keep that focus here and you start worrying about the enemy? Then you're going to stumble, and that you're going to do something wrong. And God's like, I didn't even Yeah.
4: Yeah. I could go nuts thinking about all the things that could happen to me, but once I put my faith in God, and if I wasn't supposed to be coming back, then that was okay with me too. Mm-hmm. It was a complete, you got Jeff. us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Jeff. Well, I'm just thinking, earlier when
8: we were talking about seed, and um, I think Pete were talking about, like, woe is me, and the David conviction with Samuel and um, or Nathan, I guess. Um, it's interesting because you think like that moment of like conviction is so uncomfortable, but you go, it's almost like the texture of scene when you see, you know, the response is like deep conviction. You almost go like, that's like that's good. You're on the right track, right? right? As opposed to like. Feeling shame with that, you almost go like the gift of conviction. Is, mm-hmm. You're being shown something more, it's like, and probably no surprise the angels keep like have to go. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You know, because yeah. I think as we see beyond, you're like that's how it feels sometimes. You,
1: yeah.
8: know? Mm-hmm. you almost gain an appreciation for the texture of conviction or whatever yeah. that is. But. I mean, I, I think like when we've talked about like you know, so the
2: culture Christian culture before. It was almost like if you, 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 and I, I remember you talked to people and you, like, oh, they feel like they've lost their salvation because they're feeling the um, the heaviness of their sin.
1: Mm-hmm. They're
2: starting to recognize more and more of the sin in their life. And my response to people in that situation is, You are in God's hands right now. This, this shows. This shows you're saved. This like is the evidence of salvation yeah. that yeah. you're experiencing and know you're sinning against God. Yeah. That Because yeah. if you didn't have a clue and didn't care, I'd <laughs> be questioning it. Right. But the very fact that you're now experiencing and seeing that, it's Isaiah, right? Woe is me. I'm, I'm in unclean lips. It's like being
8: um, resensitized. Or the madness yeah. is wearing off. Right. Right. But right. if
4: you're in a crowd where everybody else is sinning, it's hard to see it. Because <laughs> that's the norm, yeah. right? That's the blindness. Yeah. yeah. Jason, you guys.
6: Yeah, I was just going to say one of something that we covered in in uh, or we were getting into into the, with the youth last night. That was really cool. And looking at that, it was the question of what is suffering. What's the difference between Christian suffering and just suffering in general, right? And and we took it back to the garden, right? So, what is it that we're talking about here, right? Why do we have to continually be... Why is it our our job? We have to have that interaction. We have to take that step. We have to put our hand on the the nose cone or whatever, and, and everything we're doing have that interaction because we're suffering the fall. We're suffering the flesh and our awareness of it. Right. Right? Whereas before yeah. there was no separation. We were walking around in complete total communion right. and awareness. So yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, but now it's like, all right, now you
6: guys have a job to do. Yeah. And that's our suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And great. and if you don't if you are ignorant to what it is that we've been freed into, you don't know you're a slave. You don't know you're dead. <laughs> that's the reality of it
1: dead, that's why birds of a feather saying,
4: oh need oh to God. be the right, flying in the right direction right, right. But,
2: um, okay so yeah. then look at the really? next thing that. so what happens here if you look at the yeah, next this section, section this helps so this sort of shows us what happens if we start losing that focus on the Lord okay and we start focusing on the world okay this next Part of this inclusio, we call it. This next section shows what Isaiah was doing to help him stay here. Okay? So it gives us another little insight. If we start doing this, we're going to get away from this. Isaiah now says, well, here's what he did to ensure that he stayed in that relationship with the Lord. Okay? And that trust in the Lord. So he says, for this is what the Lord said to me, Isaiah with great power, and what is interesting, to keep me from going, what? The way of this people. All right. So, Isaiah was, again, he recognized, you know, woe, you know, unclean lips are these people. He recognized it. Well, you just said it, right? If I'm, like, at a bar with a bunch of people, I'm, whatever, with a bunch of other people committing sin, same time. um,
4: It's... (laughs) It's going to be hard to not go the way of this people. All right. That's why ethics and virtue uh, is the road right around the boat.
1: Yeah.
2: So look what happens here. So this goes with this. So what does he do? So so just read this. I, I, I'll read it. You ask. So what is it he does to help him keep from the way of this people? It says, bind up the testimony, seal up the instruction among my disciples, I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob. I will hope in him. Here I am with the children of the Lord. Let's see. Here I am with the children the Lord has given me to be signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of armies who dwells on Mount Zion. So what is it that, what is it that Isaiah is doing here? that's helping him to keep focus and not be in the way of the people?
4: He's essentially being the conscious of the people.
2: Well, he is, okay. And what's he doing here? So what what is it that he's... What do you see him doing here?
6: He's taking action.
2: Well, what's the action... Well, okay, he is taking action. Very good. What is the action he's taking?
1: Discipling.
2: Well, he has his disciples. What's he doing... He's what is actually Isaiah actually? What is Isaiah actually doing here at that time? But he what's this? What's right, right here? Yeah. yeah, he's taking the, the words that the Lord has given him.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: He's writing those down, which is part of the reason why we have those words. Of not the reason we have the words today. He's taking the words of God. He's sealing them. He's protecting them. He's even giving them to his disciples to ensure that those words. Of the Lord are not lost. We're going to see how important that is
5: later tonight. Um, There's another huge one there. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> Mark it. Right? The yeah. Lord's always saying, wait. Yeah. Wait. We don't
7: yeah.
2: mean Because what do we end up tending to do instead that, d- that doesn't put us here but puts us here? You what do out. we. D- you get out in front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. It's hard to imagine how critical that was at the time. Was very, little was written down. It was all word of mouth and remembering. So it was very critical for him to want to do that. Mm-hmm. I can imagine historically at that time.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise you'd lose the word of God. And just, we want to yeah, be here right just, now. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. And he, he's also I mean he, he, I like, guess he's creating disciples. He's teaching this and then he's in the streets with these people giving them the alternative to what the people are believing and participating mm-hmm. in and yeah. performing miracles etc yeah and
2: notice again what, and I, I like to I mean Steve you know I will wait keep right if we remember the whole it was a huge story of, that happens in Isaiah it happens to Scripture. Uh, they don't wait no. <laughs> all right I, I mean, in fact, if you go all the way back to what you were just saying with the very first sin in the garden, what should the woman and man have done?
6: Your hey, father, was this snake?
2: Yeah, right. What, you know, they, what Should they start communicating with the serpent right away? No. No. They should just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and they should have walked over and said, God, what's going on here? All right? And where was God? Right there in the garden. Okay. If anything, Adam should have spoken up. This yeah. is my wife. Exactly. All right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, you just see this this constant, well, wait, I want to get ahead. I know. Do you guys ever do that? You know, you sort of try to get ahead of the Lord and think, yeah. okay.
5: It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. I try
2: to psych out the Lord sometimes. I try to think, okay, well, I know, you know, maybe if I do this and this and this, then God will do this. And... Every time, 100%. I am wrong. And then God comes in and makes me wait longer than I want to wait to the point where I realize I'm actually having to wait on him, not on myself. (laughs) What a shame. And then he does something that just completely throws you off and goes away. So even in the saved world, it almost seems like the, the pride issue, the undulations
3: like just ebb and flow on the beach. It's like Oh, Those things for you, Father. I mean, in the, you know, this, this undulating. Oh gosh! Yeah. It just is always there.
6: How many, and, time, how many times have you felt like t- total, like exhilaration and, and yeah. enlightenment? All of a sudden, one second, and then as soon as you <laughs> settle down from that, soon, as soon as that flows out, all yeah. of a sudden, the next thing you want to do is something totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like immediately, <laughs> almost <laughs> just pulling you into it.
2: That's a good. No, that's that's actually a wise statement. A lot of times, I was talking to someone the other day, just sort of sharing about that. Yeah. And it's like when they feel most elated is when they're most susceptible to sin.
5: Right. We, yeah. we live in a world that doesn't wait for anything. No.
2: No. Well,
5: who's right? gonna wait? I mean, it's like five oh,
8: oh, G, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I, wait, I like go. the the hiding <laughs> too. I I just think that's interesting. So the um, the hiding. Yeah, well, in here hiding his yeah. face, for whatever reason, but there, I think it's in 45. Isaiah says, "Truly, you're a God who hides." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just—I mean, it, it's even part of the ebb and flow a little bit. But this idea of God withdrawing from us mm-hmm. in, with intentionality—that yeah. that we might wait for Him or whatever—it's almost like a playfulness potentially to it, or something like yeah. that.
6: Right? Plus, plus, you go, hey, you know, you with your kid, right? You, Okay, I taught you how to throw the ball and then go on. Yeah. Go get in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See how right? right.
8: that goes. Yeah, that like sort of withdraw so you, I think that's a screw tape ladder as he says, like God pulls his hands back so you learn how to walk. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: Right. Yeah. yeah. Yet if we, if if you step in and say, hey, Father, are you there? Yeah. You with me right now?
4: Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, even making. Plans for other people is a sin of arrogance because
2: you think you got it and you're not waiting on God to work. So, yeah, so which goes yeah. right to the next one,
4: right? So, look what happens next.
2: So, now this next one, <laughs> there you go, right? So, what is the other way we sort of stay away from this? We <clears> take <throat> devise a plan. Mm-hmm. We devise ourselves a plan.
1: Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah. And
2: it will fail. We just <laughs> forgot about that, right? <laughs> oh, it's
1: automatic. so, it's
2: so is... funny. It's like we know all this stuff, but we, like, it's Still the up and flow. I mean, yeah. we just, right. this is 24 hours a day. <laughs> Got to keep ourselves deluded. The a plan, it will fail. Make a prediction, it will not happen. And if you remember, for God is with us, there is not a positive statement. Okay, that's the Emmanuel statement that's saying, if you do this, the judgment of God is sort of over watching over you. All right. And we brought that down to here. So how do you end up? What What is it that causes you to do this with the part of this, the, the judgment of this? When they say to you, inquire of the mediums and the spiritists mm-hmm. who chirp and mutter, shouldn't a people inquire of their God? Should, the, should they inquire of the dead on behalf of the living? Go to God's instruction and the testimony. If they do not speak according to this word, there will be no dawn for them. No. So what do you see happening here? What's, what, are, what are the people doing that are taking them away from putting their trust here in God? Where do they put their trust? In, in, in this world.
6: world. In. <laughs> And, and I, this, idols and men. this is sort
2: of the way of saying the world up. today, right? I mean, yeah. What would you, what would we call at, this today? Satan, actually. You
5: know,
2: your
8: basic- the internet. <laughs> the
5: internet. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The internet. So I was like Siri. <laughs> 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 Siri. We <Yeah.
8: laughs>
1: yeah, do right now. Like, <laughs> hey so Siri, what are you? <laughs> 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 you guys are all wrong.
5: It's fake news.
2: Well, that would go right here too. Yeah. Whatever side you run, (laughs) news goes here, (laughs) whatever's
1: fake or real, yeah,
2: yeah. But you guys see how, I mean, just so much applies to today. I mean, it just goes right to where are we getting our, where's our feed? Okay, and where does it say our feed should be? The
1: influencers.
2: Yeah, right. Where should should our feed be? Well, but where should it be? How do we get our feed from there? Right here. Exactly, right here
8: guy yeah well i was just, i was gonna say just real quick we're in this like whole foods co-op type of thing the other day and we went into the gift store and the whole thing was like tarot cards hmm. and i was like so it exists I
7: mean, okay. it like, especially here right? and, I, well, and i was
8: saying and i was like i can't believe there's so much that somebody next to me was like are you kidding this is like Back now in such a big way, like people, tarot, they they are. are. right. But you like you read that, and you're like that sounds so like old school, and you're like it actually isn't it, right? Like that stuff is like <laughs> I
5: mean, selling I know. It's, like
8: it's crazy. It's bigger than ever, right? Uh, right. So I remember like,
2: Ouija boards, you know, remember those? It's but, just
8: all that tarot card stuff, but they were like, oh yeah, this is. This
2: so is I used great. to in my twenties read tarot cards. Oh, yeah. That's something that I did. It's totally cool.
8: There's,
2: There's mediums. There's mediums today.
7: Yeah. yeah oh yeah. How many? But and, like, I I mean, you're saying a real medium, right? Yeah, I was having yeah. a conversation with our neighbor, and they're like, oh, we went to this medium, and blah, blah, blah about our relationship, and, you know, and they're just very but casual, it's, like, yeah. It's, like, it's,
6: it's just a just standard people, issue. was us go to mediums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, psychics, medium, all that stuff is, right. like, is, is is pop culture. That is right, happening. Right, right. Yeah. That is
7: it's absolutely happening.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, and why not? Where else would they go? Okay, and that's the point again. Where do we go? All right. I mean, that's why I was saying last week that whole um, survey that I was talking about last week. Right? Sure. Here's a problem among Christians. Yep. We're not going here. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, Chris. Well, it's just it's also um, when the Bible's taken in kind of a pop psychology way too. Yeah. Where it just it feels good and it's positive and let's you know and and that is probably as dangerous or more dangerous than. You know, like tarot cards, it's like, no thanks. Like, okay, that yes, disrupts yeah. your spirit. But when it's like, you know, let's take so, the word. I mean, up here it says, you are to regard only the Lord of armies as holy. Only yeah. he should be feared. Hmm. Only he should be held awe. period. He will be a sanctuary. It's kind of like, you want the sanctuary? Here's your marching orders right there. Real simple, real clear. You get away from that read that scripture, bind it on your eyes, stay on it. Right. You, But folks want some pop psych, feels good, tell me every, you know. Sure. And, and that's, you see that everywhere. That, that, Easy stuff. Like, oh, this is good. I like this. Turn, turn that up. Right. Give me more of that. And it's
2: my truth. It's right. It's my exactly. truth. You know, <laughs> right. I love that phrase these days. It's my truth. I'm like, yeah, well, and the, in it the is. channels for the, for the TV and the radio yeah. I and mean, the channels are just
0: yeah. proliferating. There's a lot of people. It's like, hey, just tell me the good stuff because that's where I want to be. It's positive and right. just keep it right. Right. easy. And 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 it's like there's you're missing out on the truth here. Yeah, you know.
2: And you notice that notice that to be here. You have. You have to be aware of this, these judgments and these warnings exactly. that are given to us. You need to know. Okay. We can't just okay. say, oh, let's go dabble a little bit in that. And the big judgment here is God's is a jealous God. He wants yeah. complete 100%, not oh. 99.9999%. 100% Bingo. 100% trust.
0: it. So you know. talk about a stumbling block. Yeah. yeah. That was the one, it's key. Just, it's a huge What are you afraid of? of? What are we afraid of? Yeah. Because if you're only afraid of him, you're going to live a life that's his open book. Some people don't understand
1: fear. what the word but fear means. Well,
0: and the word fear it's
1: here
2: means... Well, it means reverence, awe. Right. Again, Fears. I think the definition of fear probably goes back to Isaiah 6 again. Is what is the response of of um, Isaiah with the Lord? That's fear. That That's the good luck, godly fear. He recognizes... God is God. This is who God is. And I know I can't mess around for a second because if I do,
5: it's like, who controls every breath?
1: Right. That's right.
5: Right. I mean, it's not just reverence. It's like like Ah, bone-trembling fear. Mm -hmm. You see everybody, just when the presence of angels, they're all undone. Mm -hmm. And on their face, and they're like, oh, hey, so, yeah. so what, yeah. what, yeah. what a, the Jews probably understood that our culture
6: totally, totally does not is that what you just said in terms of when you put before the Lord of hosts, that is apex fear. That is uh-huh. that is the, the fear well, of which all... And, are right? so
2: this is, and actually it stresses again, yeah, Lord of armies, yes, which is a, almost a military term saying, I am your... We talked about it one day in my sermon. You came up and asked something, talked to me afterwards, which is, you know, which is, your commanding officer. If you're, I didn't go this far, and he came up and reminded me after my sermon. It's like, I mean, the reality is,
4: is if you disobey your commanding officer, that's conduct prejudicial to the good order and discipline of the service. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and in other words. And there's not going to be any kind of, oh, it's okay. Oh, you just didn't disobey just a little Unless bit. Unless you're
4: the uh, <laughs> chairman of the Joint Chiefs of okay. Staff. Yeah. <laughs> there are exceptions. <laughs> there are
2: exceptions. Yeah. So it's that type of, it's that type of, this is the awe of the, the, who it is. It's really in other really words, control. there's no
4: discussion on this point. Right, right, right.
6: So can, yeah. can, I, can I, the word jealous, God, mm-hmm. can we strike that? I've never. I've always thought that was just. A really no, you can't strike that because <laughs> it's in the Bible. He is a jealous I see where you're God. From. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but, do, do, you but you like,
7: do you understand like jealous of what? It's just like, like the word fear. Yeah. Jealous? Because I'm, I'm thinking jealous about. of your wife if she yes, exactly.
6: Know. I just kill everyone. <laughs> Oh Here you go. <laughs> you just, so, so you that once and then not again.
8: It's all over.
2: So that jealous is a very good word. It's like the word fear. Mm-hmm. It's who we're talking about we fear and who we're talking about who's jealous. Because if we don't fully get that God is jealous, that's why He wins one hundred percent.
7: Right. It's not. Okay. it. A lot of times, yet. I yeah. think jealousy in our culture is an insecurity. Needed right. It is yeah. Uncalled for jealousy out of insecurity, but it's not. It's not an uncalled for jealousy out of insecurity with God. It's like, you know, He is passionate to protect. Yes. What He loves. Yeah. That's I mean, exactly. right. right.
3: Right. right. Exactly. And
7: that, he,
6: that, he, that's more. Yeah. Good. Not, that's what you're asking. That's yeah. what i want yeah. 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 okay. he, he,
5: he does all this. We not, our whole this whole book is written so that we don't fail. Yeah. Yeah. He writes it because he loves us and he wants us to prosper. See. And if you regard him and fear him,
0: you're going to prosper. Yeah.
5: If you know, getting around it, you know.
0: And grace is. I mean, we we're going hardcore old. OT right now and I love that and we need this but I mean yeah. grace I mean, let's remember His yeah. grace well, is sufficient for today. Well
2: and right. and you know just to, we we've seen this we've been going through Isaiah and we're going to see this a whole lot more going forward. But sometimes people think oh well, where's God's grace when the in the Old Testament is all over. All over. I mean the very fact that yeah, the yeah. the very fact that's the top talk about the remnant you get in Isaiah. That's why every few chapters you get, you get like we did with chapter eleven, chapter nine, and chapter two, and chapter four. It's like, on one hand, it's like there's no more dawn. You're you're not going to wake up again. All right, right. and then all of a sudden, if you look at chapter nine, verse one, which I think if I'm right, I don't remember. You look at nine one, which follows this. It says, but there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. And it brings all sun for unto us a child is born. Yeah. All of a sudden there's this hope among this darkness, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the grace where God should just go and he says, but God, <laughs> but
0: God, you know, yeah. That's serious business. He wants yeah. us 100% and he's so gracious that he'll inch us forward. And that's the beautiful way to walk. And he loves us too much to let us stagnate or go backwards. And he's going to be, you know, he's going to show us that. But he he wants us to move forward. He does want and what what father doesn't chase his son that he loves? Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Hebrews oh, he's a twelve, 12 dear, I think it was 30 yeah yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Merciful, caring, loving father. But you know, we wouldn't let our kids, you know, do it. Yeah. You know, something's going to
2: hurt them in right. Right. Hebrews 12 if you're not being disciplined then he's not really your father yeah son. Yeah. yeah I mean that discipline shows that you have a father who
5: absolutely that's right. Right.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
5: everything else around yeah. it all that stuff that's just straight up Satan leading us astray it's sin and Satan I mean yeah, I mean Satan. it's
2: the corruption of the world right, right that happened
5: in the
2: garden all right it's yeah. it's the, the three sin Satan and death. Alright. Evil. You know, evil. Yeah. And so, that's why Christ came. To ultimately abolish those.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
7: So, All one, right. one, one, yes. one thing that I'm struggling mm-hmm. with is. Only one. That's good. Either. Well. <laughs> to, okay. Oh, man. It seems like there's a consensus that, that this applies to. Us or it applies to anyone, Uh-huh. Um, but but there are verses like Isaiah three ten that say, "But tell the righteous that it will be well with them," right? Mm-hmm. And it's like out of nowhere. But uh-huh. who are the righteous? And then it, it it's it's talking about Israel going astray, right? Because before. It talks about in the past, they had done these righteous things. There was justice among them. You know, there there was these things, but now it's no longer. Now they're oppressing the widows and the, and the orphans and the poor, and every man is out to do his own thing, and they've forsaken the Lord, and they're right. following after idols, uh-huh. and all of these things. And And then you've got Isaiah 6, which we talked about, seeing... You know, the seeing but ever perceiving, hearing but ever understanding, and then the Lord also references that when the disciples ask him, "Why are you teaching the people in parables?" and then the, and then he says, "Because it's given to you to know the secrets of the kingdom, right. but, but not to them." Right. And then he quotes it. Right. So, is there is there a righteous? And a
1: separate group, or is
7: it
3: all lumped together? Yes, yeah, Dale. Um, if you look up at the top, it says devise a plan and it will fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look down below and it says bind up the testimony and seal it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you devise a plan that's based on the world's wisdom, mm-hmm. you get one result. If you devise a plan, and that's not put in there, but I wish it was. If you devise a plan that's based on God's instruction,
7: mm-hmm.
3: then you'll come up with a different result. mm
7: mm-hmm.
3: So I, I have a little trouble where it just says we just left it blank and said devise a plan and it will fail. Well,
2: so this one goes with this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this, so these, these are parallel. Okay. Yeah, I know, but yeah. still,
3: you've got to back up and make sure that you keep carrying that one.
2: Yeah, and well, before. and I guess I would say so. In answer to your question, sort of the answer to that is here, right? Which is. I will wait in the Lord. I'm binding up this testimony, stating that, those instructions. This is what I inquire of. goes back to what you just said. So actually down here, which is to this one, it is in essence answering your question. Should I inquire of the dead on behalf of the living? The answer is rhetorical. No. Go to God's instruction and testimony.
3: Yeah. Go to this. It's yeah. Where Eric's been all through his flight stuff, he always had to anticipate what was going to happen Mm -hmm. and make sure me and lifeguarding probably the best thing that ever happened to me was I had a boss that would walk down and sit in my tower and the first time he did it sort of freaked me out because he came and he said let's play what if I what do you mean he says well what if, just think of something what if A guy stepped up out of the surf and had a spear stuck for him. What would you do? Hmm. Hmm. What would you do if a plane fell in the water? Mm -hmm. What would you do if you looked up and there's a parachute and a guy's coming out of the sky and there's no plane? Uh huh. You know, he says, Adrenaline is good for jumping and leaping and running. He says, it's not very good for thinking. Yeah. So, this stuff of binding up your testimony and locking all that in mm-hmm. has to be part of devising a plan for our life mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. when things go bad, right. you don't have to think about what you're going to do. You've got this whole plan that you've already decided on. Right. <clears throat> That even in the midst of absolute chaos, you still have a path to follow. Yeah, yeah. based on God's word. Yeah. What? So yeah, Jeff. Yeah.
8: yeah. Well, I, I was thinking. I, I feel like a lot of times, especially when it's speaking prophetically, it tends to speak in really broad strokes. So, like I, I think of like the Jeremiah 29:11, where it says, "I know the plans I have for you," <laughs> declares the Lord. Right. Prosper not to harm you, right? But the verse right before that goes, don't worry, like in 70 years, there's good things coming, right? Mm-hmm. You realize all the people that are hearing this are going to die in exile. Like the good news is coming for Israel, but not for them, right? And so I think, I, and I, what's interesting about that verse is how we tend to individualize it. When we quote that, it's about us. When really it's about God going, oh, trust me, my will will be done take comfort in this right so I guess I think some of that like Pete as you're saying who is this for you go in the midst of this they may like totally be deaf and blind and yet you may have the righteous still in the midst of that existing the remnant right
7: yeah well and I
8: think Yeah,
7: yeah I mean it's this. this is wisdom Right, correct. This is this right. is that wisdom. Is right. So that we're right. so we're studying wisdom. Yeah. Um. And it, it it may is is it a way to to check yourself to like check yourself examine yourself to see if you're in the faith, right? The Bible exhorts us to do that. Um. And it's it, there's there's good applicable wisdom in our lives as well just generally speaking good reminders right I guess I'm just I'm just struggling with, you know, I'm just, are, just, are you
2: struggling with trying to figure out who is like when we're talking about like the righteous
7: or those things are mentioned I mean you do have yeah I mean I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if there really are two groups or not well you know? yeah and that's part of what I was so
2: it goes to the what we were talking about and this is it's probably a little bit of a debate okay I would yeah. say but are there two groups? Um what I think you see here and I would actually go back to what Jesus says when I on the narrow road part 2 that there's as opposed to two groups it's to me I get the impression much more that there is that there is a group within a group that the remnant is so first of all we're not dealing with talking about the saved versus the unsaved, if we talk in broad structure.
7: In We're this, talking in this, about... In this context, it's more like the righteous versus the unrighteous, or the or the wicked. Right,
2: but right. right, but a lot of times, who he's talking to when he's addressing that are the people who proclaim Yahweh as Lord. Yeah. So it's right, the same then, thing... When, but it's yeah. the same
7: people that would go and seek a medium, right? Yeah, like yeah. They would absolutely go and seek mediums and, and offer sacrifices to other gods. And then so could we, from the outside, judge the fruit of that and say these are not righteous people because yeah. of the fruit yeah. of their lives? Uh-huh. Because I think righteous people word. would only serve Yahweh. Right. And there was a group of people that were righteous that only served Yahweh, but they were a smaller group. And, and,
8: if, <laughs> and if those people are devising a plan, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right? So like... I mean, I think that's what could be misleading about this. Is you would go, clearly from the scripture, we're not to devise plans, and you would go, oh yeah, we are. Like Dale's point, we're to yeah. use our minds, we're to strategize and think through. But you're like, yeah, but we oh, would, these
7: people but, are trying to. Yeah. yeah, but we would include the Lord in our plan, right? Right. right. And We would right. say, Lord willing, we're going to do X, Y, right. and Z, as opposed to here, yeah. like, no, in we're out of our own. With, <laughs> right. We out of our own intelligence are going to get ourselves out of this problem. Right. right. Which is yeah. where Israel's going. Yeah. Right? I mean. Or, or our other gods, our false gods will get us out of the front. Okay. Or our yeah. false they allies.
3: They're that? <laughs> cocky. It's, it's, what's
2: weird. <laughs> it's the same reason why. Well, the so everything going. And, and then you. All right.
3: <laughs> and then you just move in a different direction yeah. and you
2: go, fine. I think what's it you know, when you take a look, why do we have basically almost the entire Bible? Okay, it is because it is constantly trying to warn God's people to be to do this. There's this constant you have to, you're constantly having to remind. And even though we're in Christ and a lot and there are things that are different because we're in Christ now, Christ has died on the cross. Why do we have the New Testament? Why do we have all of Paul's letters? Those letters are there because of crises that are causing Paul to write warnings to the church to say. Stop this and do this. Okay? So so there's always this call that we have to do individually, I think, and as, a, as us men, us as a little church by the sea, us as the big church, where we constantly have to be asking ourselves, are we doing this or are we falling into something else? And scripture, is, as it goes back to what Dale said, I mean, I, that survey that I talked about last week, when you're saying that, you know, 70% of people who profess to be evangelical Christians, okay, don't understand even a biblical worldview, <laughs> you got a problem. You're saying that people are not in here learning that wisdom of God. They're not looking at this stuff. Okay. They're not being absorbed and saying that enough, not just in a knowledge perspective, but I think even much more in a relational perspective, too, with Christ, we're supposed to abide in him. I think if, like with my wife, okay, I know, I know, if we know our wives so well, we know what we can get away with and what we can't. Okay, we've got a relationship. We with, think. Yeah. Well, we got a relationship there. It's like we should have with the Lord When we know if I try to do this. I can't get away with it, right? And that happens to an ongoing relationship of constantly learning to trust one another. So I know with my wife, when I tell her, if I do anything like, okay, honey, hurry up, let's go. If I do something like that, oh, triggers go, boom. you know? It's like, you don't tell me what to do. (laughs) I mean, so I know there's certain things that trigger her. To stay in the right relationship with her, there's things that I need to do and there's things I don't need to do. And I think it's the same thing with the Lord. If we're not constantly in a group of men like this and we're constantly in the word looking at the stuff saying, what is the world's wisdom versus God's wisdom? What is God's wisdom? What is the plan he talks about? We're going to go astray. Um, That's why he bound up this testimony so we don't go astray. Yeah, right.
4: I learned to let myself a little bit off the hook from the standpoint that because I have a sin nature, I'm going to make mistakes. And so, the way I, there is no perfect walk with God. There are times where I'm really, really close because I really need Him. And there are other times where I'm doing pretty good and I don't need Him so much. Okay? And so, the way I look at it is, is that my life is a constant correction back to an optimum. Mm-hmm. Because the world's going to try and bump me off the path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so my job is using this to be able to recognize that I'm a couple degrees off course here yeah. and I need to make a course correction back. Exactly, And, and that's the purpose of what we're talking about is to be able to recognize when we're getting off the path. right? And, and when we the better our knowledge, the better we're able to do that. But I don't believe there is a 100% perfect walk because mm-hmm. we ebb and flow all the time. And depending on what's happening at the time in our lives, uh, if we're in crisis, it's real easy to have a deep relationship with Christ. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but when everything is going terrific and hunky-dory and everything, you know, um, our conversations get few and far in between, you know, and it's just human nature. And so a lot of times when things are going really good, uh, I say to myself, you know what, it's time to correct back to the optimum and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, take myself off the throne and put him back up there where he belongs, and you can only do that through humility. Well,
2: and that's part of you do through humility, but that's also, again, why we've been given the Spirit. That's what's a little different in the Old Testament. In Galatians,
6: we all,
7: Because we know, because we know, well, because we
6: know. Well, in Galatians...
7: Does God declare us righteous anyways? Like, we, are we righteous?
6: Of course sinners, right. Right. For we're right. sinners. are right. sinners,
7: which is but different than we, we are, are righteous. Christ. Christ. Like, right. like Isaiah... Fortunately, there's grace. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so are we righteous?
5: And we, 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 we are righteous.
7: We have the righteousness of Christ. In, in Christ, yeah. Right. Okay. And, Very good. and, and Isaiah was it was in the temple, he was undone, and the coal yeah. touched his lips, and yeah. he was declared righteous. Right. right. So that's
2: and again, that you're talking about the Old Testament yeah. times, which is preconfiguring what's going to happen right, right, with Christ right. on the cross. Yeah. So there's a time frame there, but you still have the same things going on. God's character. Right. He's he's repenting and he's declaring Isaiah. Righteous than that.
4: I think yeah. when you throw out a metaphor that will yeah. kind of maybe clarify. In an airplane, if you're one degree off course, <laughs>
7: you can end up in a
4: and, totally different course. sixty <laughs> miles, to, <laughs> to one <laughs> mile <laughs> this place from where you want to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But when you're flying the airplane you and you're, you're looking though. at one degree off, that's pretty close. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the thing is at five hundred knots. Uh, when you when you get there it doesn't take very long and then the question is how did I get here? Yeah, like, it was such surprised. a small thing and it, and it really wasn't that important but I allowed it and now I'm over here that's why it's a constant correction back to an opera.
2: well and that's why again I mean that's a great metaphor very yeah, very good exactly. metaphor of the Christian life excellent because again you go back to Paul in Galatians what does he say about the spirit? He says, keep in step with the Spirit. It's exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're constantly walking, and we have to constantly be, we're doing exactly what you're saying. As we get off of them, which is, how do we know when we're off? Each other, we know we're off because of this. We, I mean, we have to know how to self-correct. In other words, there's one line here. Look at all these other lines, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to stay at this line stay straight.
4: Okay. Well, there's it, even a it, career provision in the Bible in the church body. Somebody's going off the deep end. Right. There's what do you do? There's a responsibility for the body to go and say hey, do you, Absolutely. Do you look what you these decisions Absolutely. you're making, you know? And yeah. that's right. If he doesn't listen to one, then you gang up on him, you know? And, <laughs> and
1: try and help.
4: <laughs> yeah, and I think Pete, you were talking about, I don't know if you were talking about fruit but again, that's
2: where in Galatians, yeah, yeah what's the, the fruit of the Spirit? The, the works of the flesh the the versus the, the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. That's how I can sort of tell am I on this path? Am I living by the am I producing the fruit of the spirit by staying on this path? Or so flesh?
7: the flesh? Yeah. That, that. Is that what's oh, going on here in Isaiah though? I I think absolutely. You think so? I think in part,
2: absolutely, yes. Would in fact, I would know? just say yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think it's I think it's been going on since Genesis three.
5: Well, I think
0: like Eric it said it's like that I is, did you know, yeah. is like a sheep herder. He's kind of
4: trying to <laughs> get the people to go. That's and,
2: what you see throughout. That's what we have. The whole Bible is all about us trying to like, how is. we're going to get back on course. Right. And then we find she out thought. we can't do it. And we find out that God has to die for us to even have a chance of getting back on the course. Yeah. And then yeah. we find out, like you just said, then we find out Jesus dies on the cross. Well, we actually are on the course well, we can still go off the course. We're righteous, yeah. but we have to stay righteous. Be holy as I am holy.
5: You,
2: I am holy, but I have to keep being holy.
5: I have to keep the very that, thing you know? The very thing that Eric talks about, the same thing happened to Israel. They were doing well. They were prospering. Right. And the eyes, the <laughs> eyes grow dim, and the ears grow heavy, and off you go. And just like you said, when things are going well for us, we're not talking to him.
2: We're not to yeah, and so you're just going back to what we just said about this has been throughout all Scripture. Uh, just like what you're saying there, what, what, look at the judgments that we've been reading Isaiah of what are they doing. You go and look at the fruit of the Spirit, you find out they're not. that's what they're not doing. They're It's flesh. They're all about arrogance. They're all about more money. They're all about pride. They're all about taking more control and more power, Things that ultimately harm people creating the image of God. They're not. They're no longer going after the weak and the poor. Okay, they're taking advantage of them and oppressing them. I mean, so you really see this throughout
7: Scripture.
6: So, what, just, so what you're constant. saying is, and what's clear here, we as disciples have to flip up our definitions of what is. When I'm doing well, Uh right? Well, well, no. What what does that mean, right? Like you say, it's all if it's of the flesh. So, are we living in the kingdom or in the world? And how do I define doing well, right? Mm -hmm. You'll know it by your fruit. Mm -hmm. Well, you'll know by your fruit. That's that's a huge way, right? right? I'm walking with God, and if I'm not, then I'm not doing well. Regardless of if I'm making a lot of money or not making a lot
2: of money. Yeah, now I would say here's where, here's where we as, we can, as Christians get off kilter. I think this is what we can do. We can become moralistic and we can sit there and say, it's, you know, we're all going to be just trying to do right all the time. And it's all about us trying to do that. And we forget this is all ultimately, this is everything. Why does he say he will be our sanctuary? It's all about God wanting to be with us in a relationship.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And that relationship, the very presence of that God that enables us to fly that plane straight is the God that lives in us. And that's why Jesus says, abide in me as I abide in you. So it's not about me trying to be moralistic. Mm -hmm. It's about me being in a deep relationship with the Lord. And in that relationship, that relationship through the power of the spirit is what produces the fruit of the spirit. If I try to make it happen mm-hmm. then I'm yeah. then I'm just like, you know, some other philosopher, some other moral whatever throughout history, it's not gonna work. No. It never will work. We will always fail.
4: Well the best part is it yeah. always provides a way back through forgiveness. Uh, right. Through yeah, a relationship it's that's only, right. It's the, I mean, because we're gonna screw up.
5: Right. Know?
4: we're sin based so the fact that we can get to a place where we have a contrite heart and say you know I really screwed that up I own apology I need to go and make this right
6: that's do do you think that that at some point when you're in the walk and you really are in that that relationship that symbiotic like literally moment to moment existence Mm -hmm. you, you, you practice to the point where you really are Abiding in. Right. And Christ is abiding in you, and you're conscious of it, and you're aware of it, and you're walking in the garden. Right? Mm-hmm. And as much as you possibly can, right? Of course, there's the, 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 tr- the challenge then is just staying in that. Right. At some point, in terms of the sinful nature, we think that the whole forgiveness, see, See if you if you did something goofy to me, i I've already I've forgiven it before it happens, right? And and we're just buddies, mm. right? So if if you're in that relationship, if you're in that flow, if you're in that constantness, the, the forgiveness is that you're not thinking about oh am I sinning? Am I not sinning? You you you're going to be led. You're going to that forgiveness is a constant. It's already happened.
2: Well, it's already happened. On one hand, but on the other hand, if you do then do well, something that requires forgiveness, you have to ask for that. But you ask for it. Right.
6: That's right. right. And, and right, again, right. and that and that humility is already part of that process as well. Yeah. You you know when you you goof up, but it's not like a, um, start stop start stop. It's just a, it's a constant, you know, evolving. Flowing thing like yeah. the tide moving. in. Well, back. and
2: again, it's a relationship. So a relationship is dynamic. It happens over time. It changes. New circumstances come up. I mean, it's an ongoing thing. If I say I love my wife today, I cannot say, "Well, I don't need to tell her I love her for the next year because I told her today." It. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's this
5: constant exchange. You don't tell her. 1000
6: times
5: a day. <laughs> I mean, thought it was only once. Feel, yeah. The huge and thing is is we. We've got the surrounding flesh, right, and it wars against the spirit.
2: We live in the, live in the present evil age.
5: And we which, live in the present evil age, and so it's going to be a battle.
2: Yeah, it Every is a battle. Every day,
5: it's going to be a battle.
2: Right. John, you were going to say,
1: you had your... Oh, I am I'm puzzled uh, on how you arrange these passages and where these passages came from in Isaiah. Uh, You probably said that when you first put this book. Yeah, I know. I should have reminded it. Yeah,
2: just, in fact, if you want to market it, you guys market it in yours. Eight, Isaiah 8, 9
1: through 22. Oh, through
2: 22. I think it's
8: through through 22. Let me just, I
1: think it's through 22. It is? Yeah, it's through 22. Yeah, okay. Uh, Yeah, here it is, right here. So it's through 22. It's 9 through 22. It's most of 8. And you just arranged it according well, to what? Don't I'm not going to give myself credit for this no, because no. I'm not a Hebrew as scholar. I said at the time you wheeled this in front of us. This yes. is Like a beautiful painting. Right. Like, how you arranged this, I think, is just incredible.
2: So in Hebrew, mm-hmm. and for people who know Hebrew and it's you so study the Hebrew language, if you're be reading in Hebrew a lot, of this become more apparent. But that's where how people when and again, there's not everywhere, but this is the way Hebrew works. Is a lot of the way it tries to get a point across is in a chiastic structure. Yeah, the chiastic. And sometimes right. those chiastic structures are obvious. This one is more of that. Some of them, they're not so much. No. And so you look and you see how you see these parallels that then just play at each other. So ch- you ch- look straight. through these
1: chapters to find the, the parallels yes.
2: and where they were. But I'm not going to give myself credit no, for that. I'm not, I'm not, not. just <laughs> asking, how did yes. you write that? No, that I, from studying, study, okay. Okay. So,
1: from
2: I, you know, looking at commentaries and hebrew scholars and people who look at this stuff and i will look at that and go i'm gonna call it hebrew scholars i mean people who know the language and who've studied this (laughs) way more than i have this is one of the structures that's common that has come out okay Okay. in this section well thank Um, you for doing it yeah so that's very very helpful that's how i saw that i would probably never have seen that on my own and you won't see it
1: often you won't
2: see it in english because in, he- in the Hebrew language, is much more apparent that you can see those parallels, okay? And then they point that out, and you go, oh, yeah, now I get that. Um, and you see that a lot, okay, throughout Scripture. Um, uh, yeah, so what do you need to land the plane. Go for it. Yeah, Do I want land the plane. <laughs> <It> <laughs> we are uh, way uh, up there <laughs> <really>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should you land the plane. <laughs> we did get anywhere close to where we were going. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, yeah. you know, we got <laughs> All I, I can so say, to doing, yeah. Yeah.
7: So it's so
2: I know. It's, it's so, so well. It's where so funny because Jeff and back. I, Jeff and I, were having a conversation just today about tonight. Um, oh. just a really super short conversation and which is what I love about this group and you guys I mean just it love is just that I come you. you know you I do the best I can come in prepared okay and it's just yeah. see what God does I mean this what we're doing
7: tonight mm-hmm.
2: this is it guys yeah. <laughs> I mean this is the essence of watching the spirit and the word work together in our hearts and God working in us and changing us and seeing things and us going, ah. And it's like, this is where He wants us to be, is we see what kind of God we have. And we see how to, as you would say, make sure we're doing His plan. We see how we always support our trust in Him. Okay. All right. Which is going to lead to, so we've been you're going, going to what you just said. So, um, which is, a, so I want you guys to turn to Isaiah 48. Okay, remember I told you about I the we're Tesla. Too, too, too. Tesla? Right. <laughs> we're, I'm going to take you to 48. Now we're in the Tesla. Yeah, now we're in the Tesla. The Tesla. Now we're doing we're time the, travel. I don't know if you guys have ever wanted to do time For, travel about, cool watching science right? fiction For movies. But now we get to do time travel because we're actually going to do time travel. We're going to zoom to Isaiah 48. All right. And... And we'll look at Isaiah 48 and more when we get back. So here's, here's what's going to happen is that next week we are not going to meet. Okay, I'm going to give you guys something to do in the next two weeks. We're not meeting next week because, um, because I won't be here. (laughs) Okay, God willing, I'm going to be with my wife up in Tahoe enjoying the first vacation we've had for eight years. Um, what? Have the
6: fire stopped? At them? They
2: have, yeah. And I like them watching the um, live webcams and so, making uh, sure the smoke is not there. No, um, it's so it's, it's looking really good. It all opened up. It, I, it all just opened up too. So I'm, anyway. So I'm not going to be here next week. But, um, and so we'll get together the week after that. But there's something to do in these next two weeks. They're very, very important. They go right along with this. All right? Because we have gone up to Isaiah 12. All right, and Isaiah one through thirty-nine sort of represents a whole section of what God and has been doing through Isaiah. All right, um, so I want to look at this because this is where it talks about this, and we'll actually look at this passage more in detail probably when we come back. Um, but I want you to look at Isaiah forty-eight. All right, and I'm, I'm going to go, I will go through this. I was planning to spend more time on it, but it was probably good that we spend more time on it when we come back. So, Isaiah 48, page 262. All right. And this is going to give context to sort of where we are, where we're going. Um, it's going to become also, shall I say, this is going to become our third main passage. that sort of drives what we're doing in Isaiah. So I thought I'd make you bookmarks. Oh <laughs> something to remember by. So just turn to this and hear right now. Um, so Isaiah forty eight. Alright, so I want you to listen and one thing about Isaiah forty eight is and I'll just sort of give it away right now is that remember in Isaiah six, nine through ten, the importance of here. Okay, we have to hear the word of the Lord. In fact, it starts out by if you if you don't hear, you're not going to understand. Okay, so we know that hearing and understanding form sort of a inclusio, it's called. Those are the two main things, and talks about seeing too. But um, hearing in is called is the Hebrew word Shema, um, and it is called crucial word on all of scripture because here doesn't just mean like I hear with my ear or something. It actually always carries with it the sense of obedience that you are not just when you hear when you hear the word here. Okay. When you read the word here in scripture, you actually should always sort of read like this is Isaiah nine, Isaiah six, nine through 10 as it should be. We should be hearing, seeing, and understanding with our heart what God is telling us. And how do we know we're doing that? Because we do it. We obey it. Okay? And we do what God tells us to do. In Isaiah 48, it is the place in all of Isaiah where here is like this. It's used over and over and over again. We use more times in Isaiah 48 than anywhere else within Isaiah. Alright? So, I want... So just read Isaiah 48, 1-11. It says, Hear this, O house of Jacob, who are called by the name of Israel and who came from the waters of Judah, who swear by the name of the Lord and confess the God of Israel. Okay. Hear you people, but notice what it says then. But not in truth or righteousness. It actually says right here, but it's actually the word righteousness. So it's like, you guys are proclaiming the Lord? okay you're using my name I'm the one that made you Israel but you're not following me you're not obeying me for they call themselves after the holy city and say to themselves the God of Israel the Lord of hosts is his name so I want you to now listen to this section the former things God says I declared of old they went out from my mouth and I announced them. And in fact, the word announced there is actually the word Shema. It's here. So it can be used to both hear. It can also be used to proclaim something. So the former things I declared of old. So so the Lord saying, I've told you about things that have happened in the past. That went out from my mouth that I announced. Okay, And I announced them. And then suddenly I did them and they came to pass. So, for example, God declared to, you know, know, declared to Abraham that you're going to go and be slaves in Egypt. All right. And then all of a sudden to the people in Egypt that they were slavery, God said, put blood in your doors. We're out of here. (laughs) Okay. Suddenly he saves them out of Egypt. This is way God works. Okay. He says something's going to happen. He declared it to Abraham. We didn't know when it was going to happen, and the Israelites for 400 years were in Egypt, and all of a sudden, boom, it happens, all right? This is the way we see God work, over and over again. Because I know, why does God work that way? Where he will tell you something, but then all of a sudden he just does it? Because I know that you're obstinate people. Your neck is an iron sinew, and your forehead brass. Basically, it's using the metaphor of like an animal. Have you guys ever tried to take like a horse? And try to move a horse that doesn't want to be moved by you. Have you ever tried to take I've done that and with a cow? And you try to get a cow, you say, I'm going to pull you uh-uh. to try to get you somewhere. Uh-uh. Cow doesn't want to move. That's how God says we are a lot of times <laughs> when he tells us to where to do something. And now listen to verse 5. I declared them to you from old. Before they came to pass, I announced them to you. Lest you should say, my idol did them, my carved image, and my metal image commanded them. You have heard, now see all this, and I will declare it to you. From this time forth I announce to you new things, hidden things that you have not known. They are created now, not long ago, before today they were never ever heard of them. Lest you should say, behold, I knew them. You have never heard... You have never known from the old of your ear has not been opened. For I knew that you would surely deal treacherously and that from birth you were called a robber. So I want to go back. So in verse 3, God is saying, I've done things in the past that I've declared would happen. And then I did them like this. And then he says in verse 8, I declared them to you from old. And why it knows what happens, he says something, and then he says, "Before they came to pass, I announced them to you." That is prophecy. That is what we are going to see, and we're seeing in Isaiah happen over and over again: mm. is that God says something is going to happen. Okay, He told Ahaz, "This is what's going to happen. You don't need to go make your own plan." And Ahaz says, I'm going to go make my own plan. And God still said, these things are going to happen, and they happened. All right. Isn't that the power of Isaiah? Well, it's yes, definitely part of the power of Isaiah. It's part, a part of what God does throughout Scripture. It's like, it, obviously, Jesus is an example of this, where out of nowhere, God says in Isaiah, we see these little pictures of a Messiah, and we go, what, what, what? And then all of a sudden, a child is born. Nothing like what we expected. Suddenly, 400 years they were waiting, and here's Christ. Okay, he's the ultimate surprise. But what God has been doing in Isaiah is he has been he has been telling us in Isaiah 1 through 12, "You people are this way. Okay, you're not doing this. I'm going to be bringing judgment upon you. All right. But in that judgment." <laughs> There's still going to be hope for a remnant. In that judgment, these things are going to happen. And so what happens in chapters 13, 13 through, in essence, I'm going to say over right now, 39, is that we have God executing what he has promised or told them beforehand what he was going to do. So where it says, I declare it to you from old. God says, if you don't do these things, this is going to happen. And he said, this is what's going to happen. He prophesized it. In in chapters 13 through 39, all that starts to just like, it's like the doors are opened. God has said, these things are going to happen, and the doors get opened, and all of a sudden, they all start taking place. All right? What God had said. And he says, I told you those things before they would happen. Because... I don't want you to think you know what's going to happen. (laughs) And I'm going to surprise you as to how they're going to happen. So I'm going to tell you beforehand, because you know what? I want you to be able to look back on that. And I'm doing this prophecy for a purpose. The purpose is so you will know that I am the Lord who controls history. You know that I'm the Lord that controls what happens in the nations. You are the Lord. You know I am the Lord who you can trust and we've been given our whole bible but we've been given Isaiah and we've been given let's say from right now Isaiah 1 through 39 13 through 39 as God where he said I predicted this I told you it was going to happen ahead of time and guess what it's all happening all right and so what I for us how do we learn to trust god In part, because we know these things that he's predicted have always come to pass. What he says will happen. Maybe not the way we expect. Maybe not what we expect. But they will happen. In Isaiah, we see that played out. We see not just prophecy for Christ's coming, but we see where in Isaiah's lifetime, he says, God says, this is going to happen. Okay. And he writes that down, binds it up. And then, why does he do that? Because then the people... 50 years later, go, oh, God was right. <laughs> he did what he said he was going to do, all right? So what I'm going to want all of you to do, all right? I actually will to give you a assignment. I'll give you assignments very often. But for the next two weeks, your assignment, okay, is for us to really focus on this by seeing how God has just played this all out, by getting into his word and just seeing how that happened. So this is the assignment I want you over the next two weeks to read 13 through 39 of wow. Isaiah. Alright? Now, I timed myself today. I'm not a fast reader. I, in an hour and 15 minutes, I read it in one city. Alright? So that is not, it's not as long as it, can, it might seem. It's a lot of chapters, but it's really, if you just were to read it straight through, that's how long But what I want you to do is, as you're reading it, that's why we have this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I want you to just, I'm not even going to give you direction. Just whatever you hear God speaking to you, whatever stands out for you, underline it, highlight it, okay? And just try to get this flow of seeing, why am I doing this? Because this is how I build that trust in God. Because my trust is not just what he did today. My trust is that he has promised from the very beginning, things that he just keeps fulfilling and fulfilling and fulfilling. That's why we have a God we can trust. It's a God that works in history. No other... That's why our Christian faith is so important and so different than any other faith because we have a God who says something and it always happens when he tells us it's going to happen. All right? So I want you to just absorb yourself in that. All right? Now, what I'd love for you to do, okay, is I'm going to send you out an email and I have a blog that I just set up for this particular thing where you guys can just go in and write comments. So if you would like to do that, I would love for you to do that. You just write down, hey, I read this and this, and I saw this. And I'll give you the pointer to that. Okay, I set it up today. Um, so if you want to do that, that would be great. Then I can see. And if you guys have questions as you're reading through, you can ask me on that. Just write a comment. It's just writing comments. Comment, comment, comment. I mean, you write a comment, the very first time it's going to ask you for your name. Just put your name in there and then it'll have your name so I can see who it's from. Okay?
4: Make it count.
2: <laughs> yeah. If, if you're not into doing it that way, then just don't. My main thing is, the main thing is I want you, by the time we get back in two weeks, is I want you guys to have read through 13 through 39, even multiple times if you want to, and just let what we talked about tonight happen. Let God speak to you, Point see what the things are he's pointing out. And when you're doing that, let me just say, okay, if you ever want to know, am I walking on that path? If you ever want to I was telling someone else on the phone the other day, they were struggling with sin. I'm saying, if you want to make sure you stay in a straight path, open this up and just start reading. Alright? And you will then be focused here. You're not going to be focusing on the news. You're not going to be focusing on anything that's going on. You're going to be listening to God speak to you. Because he abides in you. Okay? So does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Everyone got that? Good stuff. Got it. So, so we, get, we break for two weeks. Yes? And it gives you a chance, sorry, it gives you a chance to do what Isaiah 6, 9 through 10 says. Hear the word, see it, understand it with your heart, and let it change you. All
4: right. Yes? What I'm... Really struggle with is, hey, God spoke, and by the fulfillment there was the proof in the pudding. Uh huh. What I struggle with is, okay, I see what's happening politically in our country today. Uh huh. And the question I ask is, what do I do with that? Do I just say? God's in control. This is the way it's supposed to happen. Let it go because it's, it's in little. His will.
0: Uh-huh.
4: Or, or because what do I have to refer to give me the reassurance other than coming here and doing this? But at least that prophecy was the reassurance. And when we live today and see what's happening around mm-hmm. us, there's there, there's no prophecy. For that reassurance in the moment. Um, well,
2: <coughs> yeah. Although I guess although I would say yes, there is. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, I know because, that too. Because yeah. <laughs> I can't do anything about it. <laughs> right. And I get so frustrated, so I have to just yeah. let it go. God's in it. control. It's my job's to show up. So. Well,
2: and that's why. And again, this could be a long discussion, but we need to go. Yeah. I, I think it's a good time. But I will say, here you have it right here. Okay. This is the world today. This is so my just job like to today. Stay the path. Your job is to stay right here. It doesn't mean, so let me just, it doesn't, you know, again, we can go into discussions here. It doesn't mean you shouldn't know what's going on. It doesn't mean you should be aware of what's going on. It doesn't mean you should be actively involved in what's going on. But if what is going on in in you, are, if it's causing you to do this and put your fear in something other than the Lord, and it's taking you away from doing the will of the Lord, and it is causing you to even go off that path one percent or half a percent, okay, right? Mm-hmm. Then you need to self-correct, yeah. okay. Stay and that's and this, this yeah. and this is the way we self-correct. I mean, I gotta go with the steering
6: wheel. Yeah. the other cool thing, quickly on this, yeah, it is a very good question. To put, put good it in question. perspective, what what we're talking about here in Isaiah, right? Imagine if you're Judah right? They, they, this example is so fantastic for anybody mm-hmm. because anybody. nothing is going to be as scary as what was going on with them. Yeah, and they didn't you know, like it. this yeah. massive monster country that was about to bear down on them. And, you know and, and they knew it. And, they were, and it was like talking about it. It wasn't yeah. like a, well, I wonder what's going to happen. It was like, we're going to get invaded.
1: So I would there's say, no
6: question about the fact we're going to lose unless God says, not.
5: And I think, I think you've God, like when god acts it's like this and i would say we are so close to god going and acting well and he's and probably acting right now and it was, yeah he no he was he seen it, and no he we hear it
1: yeah
2: i and and again i'm going to just go back and say when you hear feel that fear that's why i gave you guys this assignment if you start feeling that fear if you start feeling like i'm getting yeah. trapped in what's going on in the world Okay, I just told you to read 13 through 39. Get in the Word of God. Yeah. Read the Word of God and listen to God. And take a look
6: around. Yeah. Listen to the wind through the trees.
2: Anyway, you guys were here. This, this is fantastic. We went longer tonight than usual. Fantastic discussion. Super. I just, yeah, love it. So anyway, Good um, question. why don't we pray by praying the will of God the prayer that Jesus gave us, which is the Lord's prayer. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do it all together. Alright? Our Father, Father, who art in heaven,
0: heaven, hallowed hallowed be thy name.
2: Thy kingdom come, thy Thy will will be done done on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive forgive those who trespass trespass against us. us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil